Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Our Grinds. I am your host, Big D, also known as Darren Redwine, and I am here with my uh, counterparts, the uh, the culinary masterminds of our show, and that is Hammerhead Tim. How you doing, Hammerhead? Hey, Colin. Uh, we'll give him a minute to get set. <laughs> what happened? I don't know what happened without audio, but we'll correct that in a minute. But in the meantime, Chef Bo is with us, and I think his audio is working fine. <laughs> Sup, turkey lovers? <laughs> right on. Okay. So that is the spirit, and that is the conversation That's we're right. going to be having today. So we're going to talk a little bit today about holidays. Gobble, gobble, you fat All ass. Right. Holidays in the hospitality field, holidays on a personal level. Um, what, what is the importance and how much you know time and effort do people put into the holidays? And Is it a revenue generator for you? Is it more of a time where you kind of take your restaurant and slow down a little bit and only handle what you can handle. So you are not pulling your hair out when it comes to your own personal yeah. holidays. Uh, or is it a time where you tell the family, Hey, you're on your own. I'm bringing home some scraps because I'm going to try to rake in as much money as I can. Bringing home the giblets. I can charge what I need to charge during these times. And this carries me through March, April, and May. when things get a little quieter, right? Okay. A hammerhead has got a, a butt plug. Time. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, everybody, on the Our Grinds channel, we will have video going forward. So you'll Ooh. see what he's talking about and what he's holding up. And we'll see if he shares what he does with that. Check us out on the YouTube <laughs> tomorrow. That's, a, that's a I guess. That Is that pegging? What's happening? <laughs> you go. Help Can the, you help. identify what this is? It's a holiday pegger. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it looks like it's the top of a baster. Yeah. An injector? Go ahead, bring it. <laughs> the turkey. He's choking his turkey. <laughs> it's a turkey call. We can't hear it. Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys, check us out tomorrow on YouTube on our YouTube channel, so you can see what he was flailing. No. I heard some go. No, I didn't fart. There it is. I heard again one. No, I think you might be too close. You might back it up from the mic, maybe a little. Maybe that's what. No, now you just look ridiculous. <laughs> okay, we got to get this up. Hammerhead good. looks like he's going to get carpal tunnel. <laughs> he's going to get carpal tunnel doing that. Um, it's a jerky call, and that's how you do it? Shaking the shit out of it? Yeah. Well, that's normally how you do it. You shake the shit out of it. <laughs> what up? And that's all you need to hear to hear, uh, get them closer to you where you can then pick them off, huh? That's it? Wow. Wow. Well, speaking of that, on a personal note, how far out can you hit one? What's, what's your longest that you've taken a shot and got a turkey? How far away? Uh, 40. 40 yards. 40 yards. You'd be wow. able to take one out, huh? Yeah, 30, 30, 35, 30, 30. Pretty good. And what do you use? What type of shotgun? gun? You use a shotgun. Okay. Certain type of pellets or... Mostly, it's uh, much closer than that, but that's about as far out. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, there's a there's a turkey turkey Tur shot, turkey load that you use. I use wild turkey shots. Yeah, wild, <laughs> wild, wild turkey. The ones you have to have to be within yeah two within two inches. You know, you know, I took out a turkey one time. Now I was going sixty five miles an hour, and I was about a oh, quarter wow. mile out. <laughs> Boom! Did you really you hit one? Feathers everywhere. Oh. I've never hit something like that. Poor bird. I always imagine what it's like to hit something of that size. You know, you hear those there, stories about people oh. hitting an elk or something. Yeah, it, it, fucked, it, like it fucked up the rental, but it's a rental. It did, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
All right, I'm having some challenges over here with my, what are you my pet. What are you throwing some shit? She's trying to, she's trying to make a name for herself here. I guess, fucking yeah. YouTube star. Yep, now we got her out here. That's tiny, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> tiny. So we'll figure it out. I may have to duck out for a second, but hey, welcome to the uh, to the channel. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show, people. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, get right to it now that we've kind of messed around. It's been a, what two weeks since we've caught up with everybody. Yep. So thank you for joining us again. We'll stay in rhythm here a little bit, and then we'll probably check out sometime here in mid-December. First and foremost, happy Thanksgiving, everyone who celebrates it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, some of you do and some of you don't, but if you do, happy Thanksgiving. If you don't, have a great week, you know, yeah. and, and have a great time in listening to what we're about to say, because I'm sure you have some type of a holiday tradition going on, whether that uh, is surrounded by, by Thanksgiving or surrounded by uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, whatever it is. There's probably some things you do as a family that has stuck and you do year after year after year, even maybe look forward to it. So why don't we kick it off with some holiday traditions and start with Chef Bo. What are some of the things oh. you do? And matter of fact, let me ask you this. Hmm. Here's the question that comes up all the time. Okay. Just one at a time. When does holiday music kick into the home? When do you start officially playing? Before Thanksgiving or after? After Thanksgiving. Now, we do Thanksgiving dinner early, right? It's normally around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so depending on what's going on, um, <clears throat> sometimes Christmas decorations have been known to come out that night if uh, you know people are feeling a little up to it, and then the Christmas music will come on. But not a minute goddamn before. I don't want Christmas music being played during Thanksgiving. Football games need to be on. You know, shit like that and celebrate Thanksgiving and be thankful and be grateful for for that piece, you know, because, I, th you know, people now are looking at uh, October and Halloween is Christmas Eve. And that's bullshit. Right. And Thanksgiving is not the pregame meal in the parking lot before you hit Black Friday That's bullshit. Thanksgiving is its own holiday. It needs to be recognized as such. You know, so in my house, we we will put up the earliest, the absolute earliest Christmas decorations and Christmas music is played is the night after the Thanksgiving meal is done. That night would be the first. Now, thanks Christmas music the next day. No problem. I got no problem with that. Yeah. What about you, Big okay. D? So what? after you guys eat, you get into that turkey coma, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. Break out some of the liquor because you're all full and you got to help the digestion. That's system. right. So you do the the nice grammar or whatever coffee get you a cordial you do and all that kalua the fire's going you guys start fires yep absolutely okay, so do we and when we get to me i'll do that mm -hmm. that's when you're okay with turning on the holidays if if christmas decorations are going up as well that night as well yeah okay. if there are no christmas decorations going up then we're watching the football game everybody shut your mouth i see yeah. okay no got it all yeah. right so uh, hammerhead how about you Chris, holiday music, does it go up before Thanksgiving or after? No holiday music. No holiday music? No. At all? Not really. I mean, there might be, uh, you know, someone that might play something here and there, but um, we do a lot of uh, live music. So there'll be oh. guitars and pianos and bass that'll get broke out uh people singing um yeah more more along the lines of that than turning on a radio or some 
some kind of holiday music. My dad or I will pick up the guitar and start playing or singing. Cousins or my kids, they'll they'll start singing stuff or playing stuff on the piano. Well, that sounds really nice. Okay. So let's go ahead and since we yeah. oh, all right, so let me answer first. Yeah, because I, I like that. Um, I am an after Thanksgiving dinner person. Um, where and so is the family. We we kick it on after that. Mm -hmm. we, we feel that Thanksgiving, that family and all that should have its place. Yep. And then boom, when you're all done with the meal, typically it's the next day, not that night. Mm -hmm. We then kick in to say, all right, let's go ahead and uh, start breaking down the holiday gifts. We put Spotify on, the holiday channels are ready to go. And even before uh, Spotify, we had a few of those uh, Johnny Mathis Christmas albums. The you, you know what I mean on the on the yeah on the record player table. Uh, who's the other one that we used to do? Uh, oh come on, there's a bunch of them. Frank Sinatra, Frank Bing, Elvis. All those yeah. Well, Elvis wasn't that big of a deal in our house. Elvis. Oh, you mean you didn't get to hear the Elvis Christmas greeting on the Elvis record? No. I oh, they charged yeah. an extra buck for it, and it was literally this: "Merry Christmas." And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, I did not get the yeah. pleasure of hearing that uh, in my youth. Oh. I was coming in and blessing the house with that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. No, did not. But, uh, Tim, that, that's exciting because it makes you wonder, if you don't have a home full of performers, how did that tradition start? With, with Is your dad a singer or mom? Yeah, I got a house, a family full of performers. That and, little, even uh, when you were growing up, not your... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I, from when I was a little kid, I mean, in Christmas, I mean, my, my cousin, my cousin John can play absolutely everything on the piano and we sang, sang, uh, Christmas carols, uh, you know, and, uh, we had a professional jazz clarinet player. So we had a piano, wow. clarinet, guitar, drums. Um, and then there were six or seven different people that could sing. Everybody would dance. So it was like a real hoedown in my family. And then, you know, as far as Thanksgiving goes, we typically eat late. So, mm. you know, four or five o'clock, we might start eating. People would get here early, but, you know, we would have football and all that kind of stuff that, that was on. But um, we typically ate later. So did your family participate in the carols around the neighborhood and all that? When we were, when I was young, yeah, I remember uh, there would probably be 10, 15, 20 people walking around in the neighborhood uh, wow. and going to different houses and knocking on doors and we'd stand out, uh, you know, down the walkway or down the porch a little bit and, and uh, say, yes, I do remember that. It, you you, wow. you were part of the, the singers or you were just listening to them? Well, no, we, I would. I was walking and part of the singers, but at that time oh. I was probably eating from between eight and 13 years old. <laughs> All right. Damn. Okay. So you haven't done it recently? No, but the singing and all the music in the house, yeah, that is quite typical. I I did not grow up with carolers, carol, carolers coming to the house I mean, in my neighborhood. Have you experienced that, Chef Bob? Nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Is it happening in your neighborhood last year? And not last year, obviously, due to COVID, but over the last five years, has anybody come to the house? So do people still yeah. do that? Is that? I, I, no, I that don't is, think so. That is pretty rare, but it's also where I grew up. It was pretty typical for the for the neighborhood. It was a nice, you know, great place to grow up. And, you know, 
I wonder how, how how would you receive that now, Bo? Would you would it make you feel good, or would you be like, "Wow, why are you guys wasting your time on me?" Yeah, <laughs> you think they look at us as being weird, though. Yeah, I mean, I I would think if they if somebody knocked on my door and I opened it and they started singing, I mean, obviously I'd be taken aback, and I then I would I would be like, "You're a bunch of sociopaths." Like, are you stalking? Are you just stalking my house right now? Like, but then if they were good, I'd listen. But then I, I would. We were all very, very good. Yeah, I, I'm sure you guys were. The way you talk about everyone playing the instruments, you guys can keep harmony and stuff. But honestly, I mean, if, if somebody did that on my door right now, I'd be like, what in the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> is someone coming behind me breaking in on the back? Yeah, I'd be like, do I need to get a butterfly net and put you fuckers <laughs> back? Like, is an ambulance coming with a bunch of white coats? Like, what's going on here with the special jacket and the, the hookup? Do I, do, right? I, do I need a, I get to start checking your wallet? Check, right? right? I mean, like, I mean, I don't know if I'd open. Like $55? Yeah. Like I, the person, a dollar per person? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you tip that? Do they have a tip jar? Do you? Oh, you know what I would give them, though? I'd give them that fruitcake that I've been sitting on for like five years. I'd give that to them. <laughs> Knock yourself out of that. There you, you go. Thaw, but it's there. Choke on your vocal cords with this bad boy. You know, yeah. I, I got a feeling, to me, right now, during what we've been through over the last 19 to 20 months, I actually think I'd be very receptive to it. I think I'd feel pretty good. It'd be a nice thing to bring uh, a little connection, a little little love back, a little yeah. appreciation for the holiday, a little connectivity that we've kind of missed over yeah. the last year. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have felt that way two years prior to that, though. I'd be like, get off my, my lawn. <laughs> Crotchy old man. Why are you standing on my grass? Stuff, right? <laughs> Looking through that people. What, yeah, what the? First of all, I need to see the red black guy, or I'm not opening the door. <laughs> the token black guy. <laughs> It'll be everybody's face. Yeah. Words. So what you what are you saying, Big D? That three years ago, somebody would have knocked on the door and be like, "Turn off the lights, everybody, get down." <laughs> they don't know we're home. Is that a fake Jesus on that cross? That <laughs> right. Cross? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, thank God in California. Right. Ah, uh, I mean, right, so now we yeah. push it to that racial edge. Yeah, of course. But I think, in, in any case, I think that'd be kind of cool right now. I, I think I'd be open to it. How about you, Tim? Would you? How about this? Since you are a singer, are you, appreciate yeah. music and the fine arts. Would you go around your neighborhood and start up with your kids? Since I know your kids are all talented and and sound really good, and you're a warm, loving family, which I appreciate. Would you consider doing that in your neighborhood? Yeah, I think it would be very odd. I mean, you'd really have to, um, because it's not normal to do that anymore. And back yeah, in the no, 70s and 80s, and, you know, I mean, it yeah. was quite normal to, you know, in, where I grew up to, to go around and do that. Now, I think a lot of people would be just like what you're describing. Like, what are you doing? Boy, you guys are weird, or they're not going to, you know, if we knock on the door. Then once you open it, we start singing. They like, look at you like, you slam the door. Well, what if you just like walked down the street and played music and sang just walking down the street, not knocking on anybody's door? But if they happen to hear it and open the door, man, okay, maybe ease them into it. So, what I mean, think about that right now. There are people that do that. We look at them like, look at that weirdo, or is that guy homeless, or what is he? That's want, true. Right? Well, yeah, we do yeah, that so as a society. Do you actually start singing and then someone knocks on the door, or you just sing and hopefully someone hears it? Someone 
Someone opens it up. Fire up. Start singing. Okay. Wow. Uh, so I was talking about how I felt about that. So, Bo, you would have a problem with it. You'd be like, oh, okay, great. Or would it make you feel anything? Would you feel? It would be, it would be, it would, like I said, it would put me back on my heels for a minute. I'd be like, what in the actual hell is going on? Right. But I would be open to it. I'd be like, all right, cool. I mean, if you're good, don't come at me like you're a runover raccoon and then expect me to sit there and listen to a cat dying at my front porch. Right. You know, I mean, right. but if you're good and, you know, and the group's good and harmonize and all that stuff, sure. I'd, I'd listen and I'd be like, y'all take requests. Can I free bird? Can we listen to something else? <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that, but I was just playing that. Yeah. Going. You know, I All mean, right. you know. Since I've got you on the mic. How about some traditions that you've done in your family? What's something that you kind of remember or pass well, on to your children? Or- we're a food-based family, right? You know, and not a music-based family like, like Hammerhead is. Um, so we pass down recipes. You know, and uh, my grandfather used to make a reci- uh, stuffing recipe that that's probably the biggest one because it's all hush hush. And then um, then when it was my dad's turn to like lead Thanksgiving dinner <clears throat> for the family, then he got the recipe and grandfather would, you know, our, my grandfather would show up his dad. And then my dad passed and now I have the recipe. So now Thanksgiving in my house, I'm the one that makes the stuffing. You know, and it's part stuffing, part gravy and, you know, but it's all food based stuff. And so we're very traditional in the Thanksgiving offerings, but we also elevate everything, you know, and it's always it's always good. It's always solid. But like, you know, we make like I make the cranberry relish from scratch and the stuffing is from scratch and the gravy is from the drippings of the pan and the turkey's done the right way. And, you know, we, you know, very old school in that matter. Um, you know, but those are the traditions really, as it comes down to it, it's like, you know, all the trimmings, all the fixings and, but it's all food based as far as our traditions go, you know, um, I'll carve the Turkey, um, you know, and, and that's, that's really where it comes from. It's, it's the food based stuff. And then we, you know, spend a minute around the table and go around the table and kind of rattle off what you're thankful for in the past year, you know, or what that that sounds familiar to mine as well. Um. I'll go ahead and looks like Tim may be doing something. So yeah. I'll go ahead and chime in. Are you okay, Tim? All right, well, then why don't you go ahead and tell us about some of your holidays and your traditions uh, and what you're passing yeah. on other than the singing. Yeah, we got a we got a couple of weird traditions that we do. Um, we uh, we will take the the uh, turkey drumstick and it will get passed around to everyone, and you will take a picture with. Uh, with the turkey drumstick, and I mean everyone. Wow! And you can do whatever you want with it. You can. We've had people uh, play guitar with it and take a picture of it. We've had people use it as a microphone. We've had people uh, use it as a golf club. We've had uh, some dirty things uh, taking a picture of it. You know? I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that right after the turkey choker. That <laughs> yeah. Right, I, I got a book that has uh, pictures of you know everybody that's done stuff with it, played violin, like they've done my favorite, you know. Wow. All kinds of weird stuff. Uh, phone. Oh, it's a phone. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, whatever you want to do with that thing, you're more than welcome to to, to do. Wow, right. that's, well, that's, that's cool. We haven't done anything like that. that the first time I've ever heard something like yeah. that. Yeah. you? You kind of make things up with the turkey leg. That's cool. We we were kind of just more of um, just being together and appreciating being around each other, right? My mm-hmm. mom passed down 
Well, let me let me back up a little bit. So I, I'm from a divorced family. So after 10, it was kind of broken, right? Mm-hmm. So there wasn't that connection. We bounced back and forth between uh, mom's house, dad's house, alternate every year. But my brother went to live with my mom full time. So there's there wasn't that consistency of everybody in the home because then there was mm-hmm. like a five year, four year gap between my brother and myself. And you're on just two different levels, right? You're not, yeah. you're not interacting that kind of a thing. But I do remember when I had my kids now, we tried to get together and we did. And it was just nice being a, just around together where nobody had stuff going on. Um, they, you know, smell me cooking the turkey and we together with my brother, uh, family and my sister-in-law's family. And we'd alternate back and forth, but we were all together. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And just spending that time hanging out with each other, catching up with each other because everybody's schedule gets so busy between my nieces, my nephews, and my own kids, my brother, my mom, and all that. It was just nice having us all in the room. We play games together, you know, like uh, with some of those, like Pictionary, okay. stuff like that. We, we were into board games and stuff. Monopoly? You remember some, uh, Monopoly got pretty competitive. So it <laughs> didn't come up on that day. Oh, okay. a lot of people, right? Because my yeah. brother's got two kids. I've got three. My sister-in-law has um, two. And they're small at great ages, right? Right, right. So some of us, you know, they'd be the kiddie table, the adult table. And yep. catch up and do their thing. Um, but the main thing was just being around and then hanging out and looking at each other as I carved the turkey or broke it down, served everybody, make the assembly line and just the, the fireplaces going, mm-hmm. the candles are going. My wife is into candles. Mm. So the candles are going. And my sister-in-law, they're both into that. And my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law was really big on um, those types of traditions and dressing up. She's mm-hmm. one of those. You, you guys have the parents yep. that really put on the full my gear, the oh. velvet red, the hat, yep. the perfume was matching, hair's done. Oh, okay. So yep. now my mother-in-law was like that. And, and in a way, uh, it was really cool. It was really something special. Mm-hmm. Right? And, my, and even my dad, too, dressed up a little bit for Thanksgiving dinner. Even though he was cooking, he would then put it away, dress up a little bit, come back down, put on the music, and we'd all have dinner together. Yeah. And and, and and we didn't actually say when we were kids all the things we were grateful for, but we started doing that here mm-hmm. because there's so many things coming at you, right? There's yeah. so many different things that are pulling you in a different way. And in a way, I kind of wish I started doing a volunteer thing with my kids, take them down to a soup kitchen or something like that, just to be appreciative of what they have and what uh, my wife and I have been able to get ourselves to on a financial level to be able to afford the house we get, the toys they get. You know, or when they were a kid, the toys again. Yeah. Because we, we stopped that down the road. Now we we changed it to a different way of going about the holidays. Uh, now it's more about memories and being together than it is buying the latest and greatest toy and the gadget. You know, when we get the Christmas, not necessarily Thanksgiving, but that's kind of what we did. And that's then now cool. my son, uh, he was younger uh, when when they all the kids were here. So now we're going to do it again. We're starting all over. We're going to start some more traditions and things that were. Maybe he's missed out on, and maybe some of the the maturation process that my daughter went to to go, hey, you know what, it'd be kind of cool to, now that I'm seeing more friends, been out of college, graduated, see all the things that different families do, let's start some other traditions. And I, yeah. I was all up for it. I was cool with it. It's like, yeah, all right. That's cool. That. And then when my son comes back for Christmas, we'll, we'll do some more of it. Yeah. This will be the first Thanksgiving without my son. So mm. that's going to be a, a little emotional, a little different. 
And then I'm setting up a little Zoom monitor to see if he gets on or not. Oh, nice. A little Zoom link up there to see if he joins us for dinner. He says he's not going to because he's going to be over some friend's house. But I'm going to set it up anyway just so it feels like my boy's there. Mm-hmm. First one, I think it may be more for me than anybody else. But, uh, this is the first time we're not going anywhere. It's just the four of us. And we're going to cook and hang out and have football in the background and maybe go outside and do some stuff. Oh, I'm looking forward yeah. to it this time. It does have a different vibe to it this year. And I'm sure yeah. it's got something to do with COVID, but also getting closer and closer to being empty nesters. Yeah. I, I am, I'm having a small, smaller Thanksgiving and I got 22 coming. Good God. Yeah. Uh, not last year, but the year before we had 40. Woo. Wow. Okay. So describe that. What did you guys do after you ate? Um, and did everybody get a turkey leg and, and did something with no, it? No, it was. Oh, yeah. A little bit. If you turn your backdrop off, we can see it all. Yeah. Wait, was that your assistant that went into the old uh, archive? Yeah. And... <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> choose background. None. Okay. Here we go. Oh, all wow. Right. Look at that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Okay. Loving it. That's oh, there's a baseball. Baseball bat. Nice. Let's see. See if I got any other ones on here. I have a a bunch of other ones, but they're not um, in this book. But okay, like I said, that that's kind of that's kind of what we um, what we do. Uh, that's awesome. That's cool. That's, it was good to yeah. see. And you know, Darren, you brought up uh, parents dressing up for Thanksgiving, and I I got totally flashback. My grandparents, my 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 parents, my mom and dad, not so much, you know, because they were cooking and stuff. And then when it was time to eat, it was time to eat. But my grandparents would dress up, and I mean, they're dress right. up. Oh, sweaters and brooches and matching earrings and hair bouffanted out. And my grandfather yeah. in the the button down and the slacks and you know, what the vest with a little, you know, something on the cuff link or whatever, you know, I mean, like stuff like Christmas or Thanksgiving cufflinks that you only wear once a year type vibe. Right. Okay. I mean, but like dressed up, dressed up and sit around. And it was, it was cool to see them like that. But then also like later in life, I was like, man, were they like putting the pressure on? Like, bro, you got to dress it up. You got to bring a game. Like you got to bring it up, you know? So later in life when they were still around before they passed and I go and see them for the holidays, I made sure I dressed up. You know, but yeah, when you when you brought that up, I instantly flashed on uh, my grandmother on my mom's side. She had this red sweater, one of those like big puffy turtlenecky type ones, right? right and then right, she, all the big flowers. Yeah, and then she had like two the or feathers, the feathers, but this was just yeah. material, but it was just a lot, right? It was just like a thick, you know. Um, but then she would wear like a couple brooches and a couple over here and her rings, and you know, like she got she got done up, you know, and she was late 70s doing this okay you know i mean so it was it was really cool to see she grew up in a time and a day yeah that's what you did that's what you did right you dressed up for dinner you know but yeah it was it was very cool to see nowadays it's like did you shower today (laughs) you know there's some truth to that there is wonder because they're hanging out all day now Mm -hmm. with either a video game or just sleeping in till sleeping in all day all day and then, uh, you know, hey, there's no school yeah. this week, so I'm chilling all 
all week, right? Yeah. Something like that. Some of it's like, hey, did you comb your hair? Yeah. Oh, where we go? Get some more traditions there. There oh, we go. Oh, with the guitar. The guitar. Wow. Tell us who that is. Is this you or younger? Or this is your home now? Oh, that's my dad. My dad there. Oh, wow. My sons when he was real little. Hey. Okay. They had, you know, little uh, instruments that they would do stuff. Uh, let's see. If we have a picture of the. So, so were you more of the musician or the singer? Tim? Oh, there's the bird. Look at that bird. Oh, that's yeah. a big bird. Little of little of both. There's the table. Nice. Oh, carving the bird. Oh, there's well there's hammerhead carving the bird. Yeah. The, nice. the old tablecloth and everything. Nice. The, the fine china, right? Yeah. The one time you break out the nice plateware. Yep. Yeah. Oh, right. so nice. That, oh, that was a whole book. Two thousand seven. Oh yeah, we make a book out of it every year. Nice. Oh, every year you do that book. That's not a one-time oh, yeah. thing. Okay, well, you know what? Great. I'm glad we got to catch up on a personal level of the holidays. Stay tuned. We'll be right back and we'll talk more about the business side of the holidays. Oh, All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the holiday edition of Our Grinds podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at ourgrindscrew at gmail.com. That's, That's right. Ourgrindscrew at gmail.com. Send us a little message, drop us a line, reach out to us, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want us to bring up. We're more than well, more than happy to do that. Uh, plenty of topics and things out there, what's going on. And today we are talking about the holidays, whatever that is yep. to you, whatever that means to you, whatever it is that you celebrate. Kind of, I'm sure it's about family, right? And so what do you do? What are some of the traditions? So if you have just now joining us, if you go back about a half hour, you'll hear some personal things that the three of us do. And there was one more thing before we transition to the business piece of it that you heard on the previous podcast is that Tim is a musician, singer. And my question to him was, what is his favorite go-to holiday song? And so I'm going to give him an opportunity to answer that and elaborate on as much as you want to. And then we'll get into the business side of the holidays if you're a restaurant owner or a hotel owner or anything like that. So, Tim, I gave you some time to think about it. I know it's kind of a broad, a lot of a good and, holiday And song you know what? I'm going to give – I'm going to buy him another 10 seconds. I think we all have to answer this question. All right. Then you go. No, no, no. Tim, Tim was asked first. Okay. Oh, I'll go. Yeah. You know, I have two, two songs that I've always really liked um, – uh, you know, I would go to midnight mass. And so there was always one that I loved here and there. And then one that I grew up on. I have always loved the song, the little drummer boy. Oh my God. That's what I was going to say. But I do. I have always loved that song. And then in mass going to, uh, going to midnight mass, I have always liked. Oh, holy night. Oh, that's a good mass song. Yeah. It is also, uh, my favorite. So, those are the two that I've always uh, loved. I've loved Little Drummer Boy uh, since I was, you know, old enough to to, to remember, you know. All right, I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna go. All right, so I too love Little Drummer Boy, but there is a a mashup, an old school mashup with David Bowie and Bing Crosby singing Little Drummer Boy, and the other song I can't remember. If anybody remembers it, email me uh, at ourgrindscrew at gmail.com. Uh, but that Christmas song, it's literally, and they, they set it up. They did it like on one of those skits where like, or not a skit, but a, a segment of like Bing Crosby's Christmas special, right? Where the whole thing set up, 
David Bowie comes over to Bing's house. It's like a like a family member of Bing's, and they chit chat for a minute, and then they get into the song, and Bing Crosby's singing one song, and David Bowie's singing "Little Drummer Boy," right? And it's just a match. It's absolutely phenomenal, right? And that is the go-to Christmas song. It's not Christmas until I hear that song. Right. That's how strongly I feel about it. You know, an old holy night is a great mass song, especially when you get a great choir and a great church that has awesome acoustics. There's nothing more spiritually moving than that song. So that, those are great calls to him. All right, Big D, you. Well, I, I kind of shouted out when he said it because that's yeah. what I was thinking. And it always uh, brings back some good memories when, when I hear that one. And, and there's a couple more as soon as you pull up like a list of Christmas songs oh, yeah. that would have some some trigger for me to where I remember where I was or hearing that on the playlist. Uh, but that was the the main one right there. I don't know what it was, the the drummer itself, the cadence of it all. Sing it, it all, for us. It all, no, 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 how do you do, do the drums. Do the drums. You do not want to hear that from me, but I it always felt good to hear it. Yeah. And uh, th that's one of my favorites right there. Yeah. And, nice. and we can pull up the whole classics and all that here online going over them because I have like do they know it's Christmas that I mean that's kind of nice it's band-aid but it was maybe we do that maybe we rate maybe we rate our favorite Christmas songs next week and let's not get ahead of Thanksgiving yeah okay well, <laughs> that would go back to the first one right second. when does it officially start for everybody yeah that's the one we do that well, yeah go ahead and revisit that in December yeah and absolutely talk about our holiday songs and so today we'll stay focused on our holiday traditions with Thanksgiving on a mm -hmm. business side. Yeah. So when you think about the holidays, and we'll take it from the culinary side, since I've got two people here very good of the culinary creation side, what are some of the favorite things that you like to do that you knew would sell, easy to make, and actually maybe some fun to make because you know it was bringing some, some joy to the family? What are some of the things that you like to make there, Chef Bo? It would really depend on what was in season or maybe what some of the trends were for that Thanksgiving meal being offered in uh, in the restaurant. But when I was in hotels, I think the, the most favorite thing that I like to do is anybody who had to work on Thanksgiving down in the employee cafeteria where you ate for free. There was a full on thanks. I made sure there was a full on Thanksgiving dinner with the entire spread down there, you Ooh. know, for the staff, you know, because they're they're working. They're not with their families, um, you know, but that doesn't mean they don't deserve to have a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Um, you know, I always in the restaurants um, and in the hotel dining rooms and stuff, uh, always ran the more traditional stuff, you know, as far as limited menu, the regular menu was gone for that day, uh, traditional Thanksgiving menu, but always with a flair, with a twist, you know, sometimes it was, um, you know, uh, cranberries and the stuffings or, you know, whatever, just, you know, whatever I was having fun with, but I was, you know, slow roasted the turkeys. We smoked the turkeys one year in one of the restaurants I was in that went over really well. Um, oh, okay. you know, we did, it was a maple and hickory smoke, you know, and that went really, really well, the bird. Um, you know, Have uh, what, you done that in your personal life at all? Smoke the turkey? No, nah, that's a pain in the ass and it's dirty. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, we did duck one year. You know, that went really oh, well. You smoked it, went, it? You smoked the duck? Yeah, smoke, yeah, we did smoke duck. Um, almost lit the entire hotel on fire, but that's a story for another time. Um, you know, all the fat coming off the duck. But uh, we did smoke duck instead of turkey. You know, that was in the, okay. the French fine dining restaurant. We did duck. Um, you know, it came out, again, came out really good. 
Um, but yeah, it's really just taking the stuff, you know, extra, you know, whipped mashed potatoes with, you know, chives and truffles and, you know, stuff like that, making it more exotic stuff that they, you know, people couldn't make or wouldn't make at home, you know, but charged a reasonable amount for it. And we were always sold out. You know, we were always booked. We did reservation only. And okay. when we were booked, we were booked and that was it. Well, yeah. how about you, Hammerhead? What did you, what'd you do in the hospitality well, business? For the majority of my life, uh, I had to work on Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, just about no matter you know, where I was. But there was um, a brief period when I got to... Uh, I would normally work the morning lunch shift and I would have dinner off. Hmm. And there was always a restaurant in um, the San Diego and La Jolla area that we would go to. It's right on the, right on the water, right on the beach. And we would, we would go there for dinner or I would um, be making dinner at home. And now I loved, I loved working Thanksgiving. It, it is my favorite holiday. Um, but I, I Oh, is I it? Do, okay. Yeah. It's always been just because I like the family and all that that's, that's around. And, you know, you get to, I always got to shine, you know, with my skills of, mm-hmm. of cooking, you know, it was always, I love doing that. And I do a, I just, you know, when you're working in this business and, and, you know, sometimes I'd be working in a place where we were serving a couple thousand people and, um, you know, you learn how to, to cook turkey and get it prepared and ready to go for that many. It's not like, uh, you're carving your bird to order for yeah. people, you know, the mass assembly. I asked my grandmother one time, I said, um, Hey, uh, grandma, she was 80 something years old. How many turkeys do you think you cook? And, and she said, Oh, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 turkeys, you know, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas, all that. And I was like, I cooked 80 turkeys this year. You know, um, I worked, I worked at one of the, the big casinos for a while and, and, uh, like we would cook 250 turkeys, yeah. you know, for, for, for one day, but you know, um, learning how to do the, the holiday, right. And, and I brought that into when I do it with my family, you know, I get everything, I get it all done. I get it all carved up. Um, and I get it into the big hotel pans, into the chafing dishes and people come right by the Island and, you know, get it all and being able to set it up the right way where you could just scoop it up and put it right on the plate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might have your bed of, uh, of stuffing and then four or five, six pieces of Turkey laid over the top of that. And it's in a perforated 200 pan and, you know, you're heating them up, ready to go. And I don't know. I just, I just really love that. And, and then, you know, um, so many times, you know, you would eat so much, you'd be stuffed and, and because you're the cook and you're piecing and tasting and eating everything. By the time it's time to sit down to dinner, you're like, I'm not hungry anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I just love really everything about doing, uh, doing Thanksgiving. And, um, I always do some, some special things and, you know, I think last year uh, or year before, whatever, I, I had, uh, oh, I did scallops, uh, some big, fat, you know, U10 scallops with like a tangerine sauce. Or one year I made a, a leek uh, bread pudding, which was real good. Mm. A few years ago, I, I, I uh, discovered something called an Amish mashed potato. And if you've never had it, I'm telling you, look it up 
and make it this year for um, for Thanksgiving. I have never gone back since I've started making that mashed potato. I don't go back at all. Wow. I mean, it's got a brown butter that goes on the top. I mean, it's fantastic. Amish mashed potatoes. Try it. Um, so this year, uh, one of my things is I've decided I'm making a bunch of desserts. So I have all, and I'm not the greatest baker, but I've just decided I'm going to do dessert. Um, and I have um, all the regular stuff. You know, I didn't do anything special, no salmon or, you know, I make a clam chowder every year, I think. Uh, but uh, I, I have your regular turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, you know, cranberry, mm. the, whole, the whole deal. But this year I'm making, um, I got the beignets, the Ooh. croissant beignet, uh, mm. I'm doing those. I'm, I make a German chocolate cake. Ooh. I'm doing, I have a pumpkin ice cream and a pumpkin loaf bread that i'm doing some stuff with nice. pumpkin pie and i'm also making the um the uh pecan pie so i typically i farm all that stuff out but mm -hmm. i decided this year i was going to do that so as you can tell uh it's you know one of the things i love doing is doing thanksgiving nice. wow all right man that sounds great uh, yeah. we're not a big uh culinary family so we haven't done all that but I do remember the days of working where, you know, we worked every holiday as well. Right? Like we all did in the restaurant business. Yep. And it was kind of, it was kind of fun because then you see other families and you actually felt bad for the people that were traveling on that day mm -hmm. too. So working the bar and serving them, it was kind of fun seeing people come out and have a good time, even though they weren't with their family uh, or maybe the yeah. people didn't even have a family that still want yeah. to come out and have some personal interaction with people and be able to provide that as a server or a bartender was really cool. And, and you, know, you felt good about doing it. Yeah, that's true. One other Go thing, ahead. while we're on this part of the subject, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, the, the, um, one of the things, so I had been a chef for all these years and, and I worked every weekend, every night, every holiday. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't spend time with family at all for any mm -hmm. of these holidays since I was 15 years old. And uh, seven, eight years ago, when I got into another line of the business, I had time to be with family more. And I got to tell you, I, I, I always found myself off in another room with either the dogs or the kids because I didn't really know how to socialize and be around all these people because I never was there at holidays. Okay. And, yeah. Um, it was very, it was very odd to come back into that dynamic and start to learn how to be a human again and be, yeah. you know, part of a big group of adults kind of thing. Because I was always at work. Everyone came to, you know, to or, a restaurant or whatever. I was working. Or let alone adults who knew how to socialize and make small talk. I mean, our small talk was yeah. yelling out, yelling out orders and cussing at other yeah. cooks and telling dirty yeah. jokes. I mean, so yeah, I, I was, yeah. I'm same with you too. It was like. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll cook everything. And then I'll find myself standing in the kitchen while everybody's out there socializing and whatever. And I'm, you know, picking the burnt ends off the turkey pan or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, because you don't know how to socialize. You don't know, like, what what does that person do for a living? I have no fucking idea. Right. <laughs> you know, what are we talking about? I mean, and, the, and the mixed feelings you get, right? Yeah. Because you're like, wow, this is the first time mm -hmm. I have not been in the restaurant. It's at weird. All. And, I can, and I can still remember to this day. 22 years ago when I had my daughter the first Thanksgiving because I yeah. got out of the restaurant business when she was born. Uh, not when she was born, two years and she was born. Yeah. And I remember that day going, oh, I don't have to go into it. Yeah. It's a weird yeah, feeling. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's but it's weird. weird. It's weird. Actually, you know, I, 
I'm, I'm sitting here having a trying to remember it all. Having a stroke? She was, when she was born. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, it's, you know, you go back into it and the feeling's still there, mm-hmm. right? And then you're trying to piece together, well, when did that feeling come? Like, because I can remember the feeling a lot more than I can remember the actual day. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Is that weird? Or- no. Well, I remember my first time a holiday where I didn't have to be in a restaurant. It was Mother's Day. And I there was okay. something in my internal clock in my being where I went into the kitchen, my home kitchen at like seven in the morning and absolutely fucking destroyed it. And it made enough food for 40 people in my home kitchen because it was just in me. I made I had the Belgian waffles going. I had the pancake griddle going. I had bacon in the oven, sausage going on. I had eggs poached. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, not 12. There were six of us and I got food for 40. My wife ended up taking at the time, my wife, she ended up taking it into the office the next day on Monday, you know, for everybody at work because she was like walked up. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have no idea. It's just in me. I have to get it out. You know, I, I just couldn't sit there because it's like it was so weird because that's like the busiest food day in the food industry is Mother's Day. And it was but I but the next one, you know, coming back around into Thanksgiving and stuff. It, yeah, it was. It was a bizarre feeling. You know, you feel I felt very disconnected. You know, and I think that's just part of being in the industry for so long, right? That you're used to hanging out with your your kitchen peeps. And then now you're at home and you have to be nice and you can't yell, cuss a lot. It's, it's weird. Yeah, you know, we, I mean, we just naturally talk real loud. And I think a lot yeah. of it is because we stand under those hoods. Oh, yeah. And people don't realize that when you stand under that, the hoods are very loud. The, and so when you're always loud. talking across the line yep. to the other other side. You're talking extra loud. And, it, you know, you take that into your regular life. Oh, yeah. When you talk regular after a while, you're like, I'm whispering. You have, You feel like I felt always like I was whispering at home. Okay. You know, yeah. because of what, what Hammerhead's talking about is, yeah, you're, you're, you have to talk on the, over the hoods, over the clatter, over the pots and pans, over the restaurant noise, over the servers. And you have to talk to a guy five feet away. You, you kind of have to, you, you yell. It's a kitchen voice. It's a thing. It's like being in concert. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, that's why I could always get my beer and get my order right because I knew how to talk in a concert. It's the same yeah. as in a kitchen. You know, I'm not yelling. I'm just speaking in a manner yeah. that everyone can hear me. Oh, yeah, my wife would tell me all the time. She's like, I'm not your employee. Even when you're 20 feet away. Yeah, she would tell me all the time. I mean, I'm not your employee. For, I've known you seven years, and you think I'm constantly yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. Why are you yelling, bro? Right here. We're not yelling. What am I talking about? How we talk. So with, with that said, as far as the personal, how it felt is for the operators out there, what are some of the things you guys like to focus on during the holidays other than making sure the staff had a holiday meal down in the uh, employee kitchen or the employee uh, breakfast. I want, I want my folks to smile and uh, really greet people because yeah. you know what? They are spending their holiday time in mm-hmm. the restaurant and, and um, you want it to be something that's real memorable. So, you know, I always wanted the front of the house staff to really take care of those folks that yeah. come in. And then, you know what? Uh, I wanted to make sure that my turkey wasn't dry and that 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 uh, no one walked away from my kitchen thinking that that Thanksgiving dinner was just fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, to to echo those sentiments exactly, I would tell my staff front and back of the house, today is not the day to bitch and moan. Today is the day to be grateful and thankful that people are coming in and spending their holiday time. They're bringing their family. They're bringing extended family into this restaurant and they need to be treated as such. Right. Today, they are family. We are cooking for our extended family. 
We are greeting these people at the door as they are our long lost second and third cousins that finally are coming home for a Thanksgiving meal, right? For the operators on an operational side, keep it simple, keep it traditional, but to Tim's point, make sure it's the best food they've ever had. So right. would you guys look at this as an opportunity to maybe make a little more money or because it is a celebration of family, um, recognizing the good times that you've had in your life to where you gave the same markup as you normally do? It, it would be the same markup. I mean, there was no, it, and the only difference I would probably make in the operation and or suggest to make anybody in operation is if you don't take reservations any other time, take reservations for that day. That way, you know how many people are coming in. You're not getting you're not getting blindsided by a party of fifteen walking in, you know, and they have to wait two hours to get seated. Take reservations, and when you're capped, you're capped. Order what you need, a little buffer, and then take care of the people that are coming in, you know. But I, I never gouged anybody. It was always fair market, fair market price, you know. Always. How about you, Hammerhead? How did you look at the? Uh, uh, well, uh, I mean, I wanted to make the restaurant as much money as possible, and so I always charge to take premium. If you're coming in on Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner or whatever it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it was going to cost you. You're also going to get the best of, you know, all the food. But on a on a personal note, I wasn't a server, so you know, the servers at some of the places I worked. It, it could be a thousand dollar night for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, but for me working in the back, it, you know, it's no different, you know, it was, if they took me out or I got a couple of drinks or, you know, whatever it was, but you know, for the most part, I didn't make any more personally yeah. than, uh, than any other night because you know, the kitchen, the kitchen's the kitchen. Did, but, no, Tim, right. I got, I got a, I got a back of the house question for you here and, and maybe you can relate. I liked, you said you liked working Thanksgiving. I liked working Thanksgiving because it wasn't a regular menu, right? It was a limited menu. It was incredible how much smoother that ran because it was just five dinners, seven, yeah. plate up seven, plate up, and yeah. it was the same plate up. It was the same whatever. And it, and everyone was just way more relaxed because it's like, little Joey, you're the stuffing guy. You put stuffing yeah. right here. You're the veg guy. You put veg right here. You know, I'll sauce it up and then it'll go out. Right. You know, and it was, you know, it was always incredible. We always had it dialed in to where it was just, hey, I need 10. Hey, now I need 15, 25 all day. And you could just yeah. plate it up. And it was probably, even though it was the craziest, it's a holiday, it was the easiest service you would yeah. ever have. Big, you know, big, big parties like that and, and holiday stuff. It's always, it's easy. And yeah. I always would have, um, you know what, uh, it was the two days beforehand that was crazy. Yeah. All ready to go. And then I would have 10, 12 speed racks in the oh, walk-in yeah. and they were just full of everything. And all you're doing is rolling out speed racks and throwing stuff in the oven and yeah, heating it up and making sure that you had plenty of desserts or, yeah. you know, whatever it was. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's the, if you are good at what you do mm -hmm. and you are well prepared beforehand and organized it, it holidays are easy it's buffets easy. are easy easy brunches are easy yep because all that work is done you know on uh tuesday and wednesday yep you wake up thursday and you know you you roll in and it's the last minute it's it's heat up gravy because you already made gravy yeah you already made you it yeah, yeah it's very, uh, it's fire it off and then it's, it's organized and you got your team uh, going. Yeah. Great yeah. Point. 
Yeah, and it, it's just if you're well organized in the back, it can be the easiest service for the kitchen the entire year. That and a Christmas dinner, any of those limited uh, menu ones, it can be real easy. And then, then your kitchen guys aren't bitching and moaning about coming to work because they're like, oh, man, we don't even have to really set up our station. You know, yeah, it's yeah. going to be easy to break down at the end of the night. It's going to be easy to do this. They're super excited, about, you know, and they're in a good mood, you know. And, yeah, it's just when you're dialed in, you know, so operators, make sure you're dialed in. Make sure the prep's done. Get on them uh, as, you, as you hear this. Get on them tomorrow and Wednesday, hopefully, if you're hearing this early in the week. And, you know, get organized and stay organized and keep it an easy flow. Make Put one button on the POS system, turkey dinner. That's it. Yeah. You know. And then that way in the kitchen, it's fire off 10. I need five more. I need three more. I need two more, you know, and it's just done. You know. Well, it's nice to hear you guys say that because that was like the key in the front of the house. When you guys were prepared in the back, the front was even easier. Oh, I bet. And then walking out Slackers. Like, Gosh, all you're doing is popping wine and popping champagne bottles. Yeah. Uh, punching in whiskey sour, punching in eggnog, punching in amaretto sours, you know, it was easy. Yeah. walking around just people getting hammered having a good time that yeah. is what's part of the fun job of uh the front of the house in the holiday season it, it's awesome yeah no yeah that's the key is being organized in the back i mean you know and you make it and you're right you make it easy for if it's easy for the back and they're in a good mood and the front just has to ring in one button you know and yeah. and that's it everybody's in a good mood that means they're going to give but be- everyone's going to get better service because nobody's stressed out you know, the only thing you're worried about is, are the tables going to turn? You know, are these, is this group going to get up fast enough you to get, get another group down? Say, hey, yeah. you know, we got a party of eight walking in. You want to give that up? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, kind of drop the check and stand next to them and kind of pre-bust some stuff and let's get them out of here. <laughs> you know. Well, let's, um, let's go ahead and take it a little bit further then. Tim, you want to share something here on the... Uh, no, I, I was just kind of between uh, between us during the thing. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's you get organized. It, you know what? It's a great day for your front of the house to make some money. Yep. Um, and for you as the chef or the culinary team to to shine. Uh, I, you know, I would always say, oh, I don't want to learn Thanksgiving, but I love it. Yeah, I absolutely. You know what's love interesting? It. Sorry about that. What you, would you say was the last part? And Mother's Day was the same one. Mother's Day. Yeah. And, and Valentine's Day was smooth. Two tops oh, yeah. all day long. Two tops yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah. Pretty going. Yep. Uh, but I was thinking now that you guys both both mentioned that when it comes to operations, and that's kind of what we talk about mm-hmm. here on our show, is the simplicity when you're organized mm-hmm. and how smooth it goes to the entire operation. Yep. So when you think about it, why is it then so difficult for some people to do that on a daily basis. And I'm thinking it's because we want to have these huge menus. Yeah. And it's not sometimes that it's huge, but that it's each dish is so intricate. Right. And each dish is a pain in the ass to set up for. Right. Or it takes multiple steps to make that dish. And it's hard to be organized when, when that's the menu that, you know, oh, the owner wants to put this type of menu out. Well, Maybe the owner likes that stuff, but uh, if it's not selling or if it's not working or if it's too hard to do, then why do it? I mean, you have to start from simple from what the kitchen can execute. 
you know, you have to start from what you can do and what you can do well to be organized on a day to day basis. And it's really just holding the people's feet to the fire to stay organized. And that, that should fall to the chef, your kitchen manager, supervisor, whoever that is, you know, to be organized, to make sure that things are labeled and dated and in the right spot. So it goes all the way down to, you know, when you break down the line at the end of the night, are you changing out the pans on the product? And then are you is it set up to go right from sheet? the sheet pan that it's on and the speed rack or the shelf that it's on right into the cold well or right into the drawer. You know, is it already ready to go? Or are you just throwing last night's shit right up on the shelf and then you got to come in the next day and change the pan, but there's not enough pans because there's extra preps. You got to wait for a clean pan. You got to go fuck it, whatever. You're putting old, new on top of old. You're not rotating product. You're not doing any of that. And, and that's just how it starts, right? And then it just snowballs. It's so easy to let it go right? Like Elsa, let it go. That's great for the rest of the world. For the kitchen, you can't let that shit go. You know, you got to stay on top of it. You got to stay organized, you know, and it's, it's an art form. It really is part of the art form is being organizing pieces that are soon to be mixed in chaos, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's how you, it's how you have to think about it. And yeah. so you got to be as organized as possible to minimize that impact of chaos because the chaos is coming. The people are coming. But you have to yeah. minimize the impact of that chaos on your line, right? So I you can organize that chaos, no problem. Yeah, I'll tell you, the rest of my life, the rest of my life and my personal life, I can't organize anything. Oh, I can't organize shit in my regular life. Believe me, uh, I, I can get that done like nobody. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. We're on it. I can write that. I can write that prep list in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but in the personal life, yeah, absolutely. No, nope. I forget. I can't even get my dogs on a regular feeding schedule. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wow. Well, that's some uh, that's some good stuff, man. That was good to hear from you guys uh, on that. And I hope there was some takeaway for our uh, listeners out there on how maybe to approach uh, the holidays, right? Organize that chaos. A, I want to do a Philippine, uh, Filipino uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, lumpia. Bring the lumpia. Oh, that's those are <laughs> well, even those are good to manage the guest count, everything would still apply, yeah, right? The way, the way you do it and the way you control that. And I guess it's up to you as far as because I think both of you brought up some good points on how we market it and if we make money and don't make money. But there is a combination of the two. Do what fits best for you and what makes you feel good and enjoy the holidays. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on our grind.